And we're back. Welcome to Real Lucha Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. And this is Miguel. And we're here to bring to you the breakdown of AEW Dark, episode 72. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, same. Uh, You want to get straight into the gimmick? Yeah, let's do that. Let's jump straight into the breakdown. Join us as we... Break it down! And here we go. Welcome to the AEW Dark Episode 72 Breakdown. Excalibur Taz and Absolute Ricky Starks are on commentary. For match number one, we have a blazing start in Fuego del Sol versus the best man Miro. Pretty straightforward squash match with Miro landing a machka kick into the game over to go over. Look how they massacred my boy. I miss sexy Chucky T. Match number two is Lee Johnson and Aaron Solo versus Jurassic Express. Nightmare Academy stands no chance against Jungle Boy and his new theme, Snare Trap for the win. Match number three has Terrence and Terrell Hughes versus SoCal Uncensored. Oh my sons, testify. Young TNT lose out to the experienced SCU with the best melter ever. For the match number four, we have Mbaru and KC Navarro versus the Butcher, the Bunny, and the Blade. Stomp the Yard Butcher. BMB go over with a neckbreaker power bomb combo. Match five is Baron Black versus Ray Phoenix. Brutal chops by these two ends with Ray getting the Fire Thunder Driver FTW. Match 6 sees Kylie King versus Shauna. No sense would be needed in this bout because Portugal's perfect athlete lands her Tiger Suplex with a bridge for the win. For the match 7, we got Brooke Havoc versus Britt Baker DMD. Cody's first student can learn a thing or two from the good doctor as she makes quick work of Havoc with the lockjaw. Match 8 brings us Vert Vixen versus Abaddon. Abaddon dominates with the cemetery drive to end it. Match number 9. Number 9. Number 9. Number 9. Number 9. Is Ryzen and Man of Steel, Mike Verna versus Santana and Ortiz. Not well as Pride and Powerful destroyed these two with an assisted Death Valley driver. For match 10, we have... Devon versus Ty Conti. The whole squad is out for this one as Negative One leads the Dark Order to ringside. Ty puts on a great display of offense with a figure four sleeper for the win. Match 11 has Ray Jazz versus 10. Is this a Negative One show? I think it is. Negative One cheers on from the commentator's table as his favorite minion take out Ray with a Rainmaker. Match 12 is Maddie Rankowski versus Red Velvet. Negative One stays on the mic for this one as he puts Red over while she lands a Claymore. For match number 13, we get Sean Maluda versus Danny Limelight. The Cruiserweight Classic contestant gets a tornillo to the face and a PK kick to follow for a loss. Match 14 brings us Jasmine Allure versus Ivelisse. The allure of victory does not escape as La Sicaria as she lands a tornado kick for the win. And now for match 15, in your main event of the evening, we have Jake St. Patrick versus Powerhouse Hobbs. The luck of the Irish not help Jake as Hook lands a Tazplex on him at ringside. Hobbs wasn't any kinder to the fella as he lands a pump handle driver for the win. What'd you think about that? 
Oh yeah, that was another uh, Swift uh, recap of what this episode was all about. Um, I want to start off with talking about Miro's match with Fuego del Sol. I believe that was the opening match of the night for this episode. Um, I mean, Fuego del Sol, I mean, he put up a you know relatively good fight, but Miro was just too powerful for him. And he beat him with relative ease with his submission. Uh, what was his submission called again? Miro's finishing in, submission? Yeah, in AEW. I forget. So, yeah. It's called the Game Over. Game Over, yes. Because you know Miro's a Twitch streamer. For all the handsome chatters out there. Yeah, we, you heard it from this one right here. This guy right next to me. That Miro, the best man, is a big Twitch streamer. Yep. Fuego del Sol. Also, uh... Big time a web celebrity. Big time? I don't know. Maybe that's a, maybe that's pushing it. But he's a big part of Sammy's vlog. And, of course, I mean SG, the Spanish god. And, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> Ricky Starks, right, comes on with a good line saying, in my opinion, uh, saying uh, that butlers make a lot of money. So, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> so don't hate on Charles Taylor. Sexy Chucky e. T. Yeah, although he makes a lot of money, he does look pretty miserable. That look on his face, he has all the time. When yeah. he's with Miro, the best man. It was cool because we saw like a new variation of uh, the game over, right? He kind of like reeled uh, Fuego del Sol back even more than usual. So is that... Was that a one and done? Are we going to see more of that? Pretty cool. I can't wait to see how that evolves a little bit more. The next match, we got uh, Lee Johnson, Aaron Solo, Jurassic Express, and Marco Stunt. And another line, uh, from this time from Taz, singing Jungle Boy's new music, you know? He's getting a kick out of it. I love it. Uh, Jungle Boy's new Is it Jungle Boy's or Jurassic Express is new music? I like to say it's Jungle Boys in particular because okay. I don't want to lose Jurassic Expresses. Once we start calling it Jurassic Express is theme, then we kind of are kicking their original theme by the wayside, which I still love. You know, I, I yeah. really hope that they don't just throw it away. Yeah. I know yeah. that uh, um, Jurassic Express as a team has been rocking it. Marco Stunt rocked it uh, on a solo match, I believe, himself. But, yeah, I just really hope that they don't get rid of the music. You know, it's just so cool. It reminds me of uh, Jurassic Park, right? A little bit more energetic than their Jurassic Park music. But, yeah, uh, don't lose that music, please. Please. Uh, man, we, I love seeing that assisted senton from Jungle Boy where Luchasaurus is standing in the corner. Jungle Boy gets on the turnbuckle, uh, jumps on to really jumps onto Luchasaurus' shoulders and kind of lays his shins on top of his shoulders and then flips forward for the senton. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, that was pretty awesome, actually. I gotta Sick. admit that. I can't... I, lo I love seeing that creativity. Jurassic Express has that tenfold, right? They come up with great stuff as a tag team and... In all the variations, right? When the three of them are working together, when it's Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy basically adopts the same thing with Marco Stunt. But even uh, the dynamic between Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt, they have their own 
uh, tag team maneuvers that is aside from Luchasaurus. So you're not always counting on Luchasaurus to be in the match. It's cool to see sometimes just uh, Jungle Boy and Marco in there. Yeah, Jung- Jungle Boy and Marco, they're, I-, I believe they're actually a great duo uh, together than wh- when it's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Personally, I just like that better because more... I don't know, I'm just a big Marco stunt fan. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily for the right or wrong reasons. I mean, I like his stature. That's like, you know, who he is and how he utilizes it to, you know, because he does win quite a few matches. He's not like a, he's not a joke, you know. He's not some guy that wins like one match every like six months or something like that. He's like, you know, he's won quite a few. He has like, I know he has like at least a 50-50 record. You know what I would like? I would like if he started really getting into chain wrestling and then he'd go uh, for a new gimmick. He'd be a... his name, his new name would be uh, Timothy Stature. <laughs> That'd be one dope ass nickname, mm-hmm. Timothy Stature. So yeah, we get some really cool stuff in there. We get the uh, the sister Santon, as I mentioned before, onto Lee Johnson backdrop neckbreaker combo to uh, was that actually that was actually the Jungle Boy, but it was you know. Uh, I can't get enough of these tag team maneuvers, man, for sure. Uh, Luchasaurus coming in with the classic choke slam to standing moonsault. And uh, a Dream Valley to the Coup de Gras uh, is uh, displayed from the Nightmare Boys, which is uh, really cool. You know, they're, uh, they're getting their shine. And, of course, um, <laughs> we're putting over that snare trap, man. Again, uh, Jungle Boy, I feel like uh, winning... Um, match after match with that snare trap, really making that his kind of go-to finisher nowadays. Yeah, I would say so. So very interesting, very interesting. That was just the second match right there, no? Yes. And then with the third match, we get uh, TNT versus SCU. TNT are Devon Dudley's sons, right? Yeah, the the Dudley boys. (laughs) The the juniors, yes. The Dudley babies. (laughs) And... Uh, we got a Kurt Angle like belly to belly from uh, CD. No, two CD. Uh, we get a DVD, uh, an assisted uh, DVD uh, to you know Death Valley to uh, CD as well. So uh, CD selling like a mofo, right? The ring general, general. And we get a springboard leg drop by Kaz. Ooh, I pop so hard every time I see that. Just a simple maneuver, right? He. Uh, when a, a person's inside the ring, right, he runs to the ropes, jumps off the second rope, twists his body for that guillotine leg drop. Looks beautiful. Kaz still has it. And a lot of people like to talk about Christopher Daniels because he, he's really the, you know, the legend out of the, the, the big time vet out of the three SEU guys. Everyone talking about Scorpio Sky being the future, right? I think I would really like to see Kaz get some sort of singles run for for a title because he really just impresses me more so than ever here in AEW. And just looking at all these tag matches, that singles match against uh, Chris Jericho, oh, dude, the guy's, the guy's doing great work. And I think it's... I think he's very much underrated at the moment. So, well, consider all things considered, like, do you think, uh, how, how would he fare? Because he's been more, he's definitely been on Dark more than Dynamite, hasn't he? 
Uh, I think that's a fair statement, uh, especially nowadays when uh, Dynamite first started. Right, SCU was a big fixture for sure, and he was the first first ever AEW Tag Champ. Yeah, he was. So he has that to his name for sure. Nothing. So I I do say maybe he's look being looked at as underrated. I think as of now, right. And you can get like that, right? Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, they have the titles now. But people were kind of like saying, oh, these guys are underperforming. They're not winning the titles. They're not going for the titles when Dynamite first started uh, up and running, right? But you got to look at it as that these guys are the EVPs. They're very busy. They want to give other people the rub, right? They don't yeah. just want to be like, hey, I'm own, I'm." You know, big time part of the company. Let me just get all these wins, right? Of course, you get some of that, but they were really trying to focus on giving other people some shine and giving themselves some as well, but just not to in a crazy extent. And now they're getting some of that big time push. And then you just get those same people that were like, oh, why are they underperforming right now? Be like, oh, why are they pushing them so much? It's like, you know, one or the other guys, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, hey, either way, you, you, you got what you asked for, right? Someone got what they asked for. Some people wanted to see less of them. They had that in the beginning. Some, now you're seeing more of them, more of a, uh, serious runs. And yeah, uh, some, some people uh, ask, are definitely asking for that, us included. Yeah, and how about the uh, yeah? So and how did that match uh, win? They won with the Meltzer driver, didn't they? Best Meltzer ever. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I'm sorry. The best Meltzer ever. Yep. That's the correct way to say. I it. saw that live, dude. How does it look live? It looks even better than it does on TV. Oh, I bet. Oh man, I wish I was there. Yeah. I wish I could have seen it live. SCU making it out to Waterbury. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout outs to Kaz because he didn't know how to. They were selling these. Um, Welcome to Waterbury uh, signs, right? Kind of like a, a highway signs, yeah. right? And uh, my my boy Anthony, shout out to Anthony, he bought one and he wanted Kaz, uh, SCU to sign it. And Kaz is like, oh, what the hell should I say? F this place? <laughs> <laughs> so he signed it. <laughs> Frankie Kazarian, F this place on uh, Welcome guy. to Waterbury. So shout outs to, uh, to those guys. And then how about that fourth match of the night? It was the Butcher and the Blade versus Casey Navarro and Mbaru. Right, man. The bunny interfering twice at least. And uh, it was it was cool. Uh, a runner-up for Taunt of the Night. I can never get enough of this. But when they make their entrance, the Butcher doing those weird stomps. Classic wrestling. Yeah. Brings me back to No Mercy, right? You're flickering your analog stick, right? <laughs> and like to do some random ass taunt. Yeah. That's what those taunts come out as, to right? Build up your special. Just like a like a like these giant stomps where you're like, you know, kneeling down for each one. It's it's uh that's what that's what that reminds me of and I, I love that. It gives the butcher more character. It's not like he has a ton of screen time, right? So stuff like that gives him even more character than Look at his tag team partner, right? It makes him stand out. He has, like you always say, you're like you're always asking which, uh, which one is, <laughs> which one is the butcher, <laughs> which one is the blade, right? Yeah. Because it's such a such a. They both start with the B, yeah. right? So when we've never seen them outside of AEW, so you know you're like asking which one is which, right? The butcher is, you know, I mean, hey, uh, the one that's kind of standing out, yeah, with with the stomps. With the giant facial hair. Yeah, as I like to call it, the 19th century facial hair. Yeah. 
But hey, uh, it's not too late or anything. I'm I'm willing to see what Blade has to add to that. And hey, maybe he doesn't have to, right? Maybe sometimes that's your job to put the other guy over. Maybe he's helping his buddy, his tag team partner, kind of get some more shine while he plays the straight man. And there's definitely some value to that. Yeah, no, I agree. The straight, yeah, he would. I mean, even if he doesn't like. Um, even if he doesn't like, you know, step away from what he's doing right now, I think the blade would still be fine. Yeah, I think the only way, the only thing you might need to do is like, like the only right now, the only reason you would have to significantly or drastically change his gimmick or his approach would be if he became a singles competitor. Right. Well, uh, uh, and I'm not asking for that. I'm not asking for that anytime soon. Right. This isn't this isn't uh, the Fed where we're just breaking up tag teams for no reason. <laughs> we want to see tag teams. All right. So, Anthony Agogo joining on comms for whatever reason, right? Uh, Shouts to Anthony Agogo. He's always uh, joining uh, some part of Dark, right, to do yep. some commentary. Uh, yeah. He seems dedicated to Dark. Yeah, hey. For the, for the time being. I want to see Snoop Dogg on, one, on, a, on, a, on the comms for a match, right? I'm sure it'll be amazing. I mean, we got negative one as a constant... We got Anthony Gogo, Negative One, Ricky Starks. Those are our usual suspects for uh, jumping into uh, the commentator's table. Yeah, that's true. And they all have a varying degrees of success. Negative One, killing it. Killing it. Uh, we'll mention that later. And yeah, um, so we get a powerbomb chokeslam combo to Casey Navarro. Oof. Can't ask for more than that. Uh, the fifth match, we get Baron Black versus Ray Phoenix. Uh, up for taunt of the night. I love, I mean, if you even want to call that a taunt, Ray Phoenix walking on the ropes. Like, he almost makes it from one side to the other. Crazy. You know? They call uh, Grand Metalik the king of the ropes. <laughs> Ray Phoenix is definitely the Mexa king. And we have, uh, we have an interesting one there, right? An interesting matchup. I kind of think that Ray Phoenix is just going to destroy Baron Black because of, uh, uh, you know, the name recognition and whatnot. But Baron Black brings up a hell of a fight. And I mean, one big fight. He's kind of up more of the match than even Ray Phoenix is. Yeah, I mean, even at one point, they had a chopping battle with each other. They did, didn't yeah. they? They kept cho- giving each other the, you know, classic Rift Flair chops to each other's face. I believe Ray Phoenix's chest is actually pretty um, pink at by the end of it, by the yeah. end of the match. Something I'm not sure I've ever seen before, right? It's very possible. It's not like it's a very an extremely difficult thing to do. But I saw a Black do a dragon screw into a single leg crab. Very interesting. I want to see more of that. I saw um, uh, him do an atomic drop into a backstabber. That that's that's a uh, that's a thing you'll see <laughs> more so, right? We just watched another episode and uh, he does that too, right? So uh, that's uh, that's officially part of the artillery. Uh, we get a springboard super kick by uh, Ray Phoenix, of course. Uh, rebound roundhouse, a moon soul into the cutter, and then ends it with the fire thunder driver. Uh, you know, uh, Ray Phoenix, of course, has to go over and showing some respect when he leaves. Uh, six matches: uh, Kylie King versus Shauna. Uh, double knees by uh, Kylie King. A dragon sleeper by Kylie King. A stunner by Shauna, and of course her finisher, this the Tiger Suplex. Tiger Suplex, is that's, is it just me or is that like a classic move? 
See, the thing is, is that um, it is, but when so when you do something in wrestling, usually uh, a small what's it called a small. Uh, modification to it can give it a, a different name. Uh, so we we all know what a suplex is, right? A, a standard suplex, a vertical suplex, um, right? Uh, what changes a, a a suplex from a German is because like a German suplex is when you when you're usually doing it from the back, right? Yeah. So a tiger suplex. Is basically when you add the word tiger to any uh, wrestling move, it kind of means that you you double hook their arms. So that's where you get the tiger driver. That's where you get the tiger bomb, right? If you think of a power bomb, you just put a guy's head between your legs, uh, roll them up, and then drop them down. Roll them up, pick them up at the same time, drop them down. That's a power bomb. What what makes a tiger bomb? You grab the you hook the two arms while the guy's head is uh, un, in your uh, between your legs, and then you do the same thing. So you, <laughs> just adding that modification of uh, hooking the both arms in that fashion is uh, what makes it a tiger move, tiger suplex, tiger driver, right? Well, tiger well, DDT. Yeah. Uh, there's also, uh, you can also, sometimes they change the, the double underhook position from tiger name to um, mm, like a, a butterfly. They'll, they'll name it a butterfly instead yeah. of a tiger. All right. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And what about... it? Was, didn't... Wasn't Britt Baker... Wasn't her match the one right after this one versus Brooke Havoc? Yeah, it was. Um, Britt Baker, Brooke Havoc uh, with... Uh, it was kind of a squash. <laughs> with Reba. Uh-huh. Not Britt Rebel. <laughs> it was... Yeah. Yeah. Um, what can you say? But uh, Brooke Havoc, you know, uh, Cody's first student, as we mentioned before. Uh, and uh, really another case, right? Like Sarah J, someone that doesn't have the most experience in just making it onto live TV. Or not live TV, but in this case, right, YouTube. And uh, hey, uh, shout-outs to shout outs to her. Lockjaw. Uh, the curb stomp, man. Uh, Britt Breaker's really bringing out curb stomps in her arsenal more so than uh, I've ever seen before. So look out for that. I love it. Makes complete sense. And yeah, um, great, great move. We got uh, Vert Vixen versus Abaddon, right? Uh, that now, <laughs> that's even more of a squash in my opinion. Uh, you know, Vert, Vert Vixen didn't really get much uh, offense going and then just that cemetery drive was just way more than even needed to be. Abaddon is more, is a dynamite girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, so but hey, we got the walk off, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes, this is the the actual episode with the walk off. This <laughs> is the walk off, Pretty Peter's walk off. We got the judges who are Brandy Rhodes, Aubrey Edwards, and Jerry Lynn, the beautiful people. And here's a line of the night contender. Pretty Peter says to Brandy, "Is a milf a mother? I'd like to forget about." <laughs> <laughs> Just the disrespect. I love it. Uh, so Lee Walk. If I ever meet Cody, I'll tell him. I'd be like, oh, aren't you married to the girl, to that lady, the MILF? Like, what would you mean? And I'd be like, the MILF I like to forget about. <laughs> what if he just doesn't even let you finish? He just decks you. <laughs> I'd be like, it's a prank, man. Relax. 
Um, yeah, so uh, Lee scores uh, nines all around. Pretty Peter um, does walks funny and turns is what I have in my notes. And it was really, I say walks funny, but like he really like tripped by accident. It was the tiniest hesitant. Jerry Lynn's the one who asks for a, a replay. replay. And they have to change the scores from uh, nine to six. PA throws a fit. And then Cesar Benoni comes out of nowhere and takes out Lee. All right. So that's just basically what all this was for was to introduce Cesar Benoni. Cesar Benoni. And more importantly, pretty Peter Avalon's new, you know, bodyguard yep. type of of uh, assistant that now he has, right? His uh, Wardlow to his MJF, if you will, right? <laughs> and... Then you got no. part of the inner circle in the next <laughs> match. Well, Santana Ortiz. Yep. Versus visiting of Mike Verna. Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, just uh, Mike Verna and company, right? <laughs> Versus an, a legit tag team. Yeah, it's not getting old, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, at least. You need these matches, right? You need these matches. Uh, Santana and Ortiz, man, just uh, assisted Death Valley driver. Very, very easy, very nonchalant. Uh, blow up, right? Mike Verna, J O B, Mike Verna. Thanks for doing that, J-O-B. Tenth match, we got uh, Devian versus uh, Tai Conti with uh, Sarah and Negative One. Uh, a taunt of the night potential is Negative One taking off his shirt and throws it into the camera. Good aim. Good aim by uh, Negative One. Uh, oh, my God. I got to bring up this spot by Tai Conti. I keep saying it. Wait, she's getting a lot of airtime. On Dark and even making it on to Dynamite. Uh, she is one to look out for. And a spot like this, contender for top spot of the night, is this really cool... I'm losing track of my notes. <laughs> uh, this really cool submission, which is like a, a full Nelson with a bridge. And that yeah, she she I does. That. It, it was very interesting. Something I've never seen before. Give it to me. I need some of that. I need some more of that. Right? And she is. Right? I keep asking Ty Conti, show me more. And she's like, oh, yeah? Take that. And I'm like, oh, that's sick. Give me more of that. More of that. More and more. More. And Is that how she won the match? No. No, 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 no. So uh, I think that could easily be a finisher. Uh, but... Hey, we'll see. We'll see if uh, that that ends up happening. We see a V trigger by yeah, uh, exactly. Taikanti, yep. pump kick, and oh, okay, and the figure four sleeper for the win. That's what I call it. I'm not sure if it's an <laughs> official name, uh, but that's what that's what I'm calling it. She she gave like a figure four sleeper and Taikanti, a woman to look out for in this division for sure. And not just Dark. I mean, all of the women's division in AEW. Then we have uh, the 11th match, uh, Ray Jazz. I keep calling him Ray J when I'm like looking over my notes and when I first saw him. Uh, versus 10 with Dark Order. And negative one, doing the commentary on the comms. Yeah, he basically bullies Excalibur. 
Okay, so this is basically the negative one show that we're entering right now with multiple lines of the night. All right, can I just say? With I agree. I believe yeah, his line the line of the night was part of his too. He he has multiple lines here. All are worthy. Let me shout out a few. Uh, negative one, right? Starts off strong with a shut up, Excalibur. Then we get um, <laughs> we get negative one saying, "I'm the leader of the Dark Order." <laughs> That's actually yeah. my line of the night too. Okay, okay. I'm All right. the <laughs> I'm the, the leader. leader. I was like, oh, what? Breaking news, right? We're always. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, that's a kind of a a big deal, right? Some semi big deal because, you know, unfortunately, right, uh, Mister Brody Lee with his passing, right? Uh, we storyline wise, which is the least important thing about any of that, but you know, that's what we're dealing with now, is uh, you know who's now who's the leader of the Dark Order. And, um, his son goes to his son. Yeah, you know, we were all speculating, oh, Evil Uno, right? That would make a ton of sense. Maybe bring in someone like Broken Matt. I loved that idea. Um, maybe like a yeah, like a new recruit like Hangman. Maybe uh, the uh, like the show stealer like uh, uh, John Silver, right? Four. But uh, <laughs> negative one is just go out saying, hey, I'm the leader of the Dark Order. <laughs> huge, huge. So, yeah, man, 10 looking impressive, man, for sure. Uh, 10 is negative one one of negative one's uh, favorite wrestlers so uh, to see him doing stuff like a wheelbarrow a German suplex the Leviathan spine buster that's the type of spine buster I'm I'm calling it Uh, I I think I got that name from an old uh, GameCube uh, moveset I think that's what Batista's uh, uh, it was like a Batista moveset, right? And that's what they were calling uh, the Spinebuster, the Leviathan Spinebuster. And I always, it always stuck with me. I was like, oh, that sounds, that yeah. sounds godlike, right? Sound, we all know the double A, right? We all know yeah. the double A Spinebuster, yeah. right? Triple H, Carl Anderson, <laughs> Arn himself. But uh, yeah, uh, I that's uh, it's a it's a good move. I like it. And then we get a ripcord clothesline to the back of the head. That's the finisher. Love it. Uh, give me more of them. More Rainmaker! Shout out to Okada. Yep. Uh, 12th match, we got uh, Mari Renkowski versus Red Velvet. I wonder who that's going to win. So, it's kind of a squash. I'm going to be honest. It was. Uh, Claymore. <laughs> I keep calling it the Claymore, but, you know, <laughs> it's, you know. Well, I mean, the commentators, like Taz, and, like, they keep calling it... Like kick to the side of the head, or like drop kick to the side of the yeah, head. Yeah, come so. on, come on, Excalibur, what's going on, dude? Maybe, maybe you know, to Excalibur's credit, maybe it's just something that the wrestler, right, that Red Velvet is just not ready to name her finisher, so she's not giving it a name, right? I know for a fact Britt Baker didn't name her finisher the Lockjaw submission she was getting help right excalibur excalibur i think helps a lot of people with uh, naming uh, their movesets right and he does a great job in get in getting to doing his research and letting people know hey what should i call this do you have a specific name if not i'll come up with something and yeah so uh if uh we we need a name for that kick man that claymore right yeah uh-huh. dun, 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 dun. she's not scottish no <laughs> absolutely not i don't see any swords <laughs> <laughs> then the next match, oh, I, I loved 
I miss I miss this guy, Sean Maluda, uh, a uh, WWE Cruiserweight Classic um, competitor. The Ver- Cruiserweight Classic OG. Uh, versus Danny Limelight. And it's a shame that it seems that everywhere he goes, he's just there to put people over. You know, he's a very talented wrestler himself. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. Uh, man, that tornillo to the outside by Danny Limelight. Can't get enough of that. And I guess, like... Is Danny is that is the penalty kick Danny Limelight special or is just or they just they just don't care about Maluda how bad he looks? I don't think it is. I mean, I was surprised. That's, I mean, I kind of expected Danny to win, but I was not expecting it was something like that. Penalty kick? Come on. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, although, but I feel Come on, like Bucks and and Khan and Cody got please put Maluda Sean Maluda over. He's been he's been doing he's. He's done his time for mm-hmm. putting people over. I feel like the penalty kick has been used often, right? Especially from some English uh, wrestlers, right? I, one that comes to mind is Zack Sabre Jr., right? I think there's a way to make the penalty kick look cool and possibly a good finisher. It's just we need the right people to sell it. Where's yeah. Dolph Ziggler when you need him? Ugh, yeah. Right? He's so maybe Joey Janela. I feel like Joey Janela is a great seller. Maybe we can get uh, get him in, in this so to, to put over a, a PK kick from someone at some point. Uh, yeah, another match we get is Jasmine Allure versus Ivelisse. Yes. La Sicaria. She, so uh, shoulder capture suplex by Ivelisse. Uh, question mark kick to the back of the head. Love that. Oh. Uh, the vertical snap suplex with a bridge. By uh, Ivelisse. This is just the Ivelisse show, right? Casador Face Buster um, is, uh, you know, the, the one uh, thing that caught my attention from uh, Jasmine Allure. And uh, she goes over to the vet. She puts over the vet um, eating that tornado kick. And, yeah, there's not much to say about that. Ivelisse, hands down, was going to be the winner of that. Um we know that there's going to be a tournament to decide the number one contender for the women's championship. And how the hell is even to our knowledge, Eve at least is not in that. No, I don't know how that's even possible. Look at that record. Just look at that record. And now, uh, yeah, a quick <laughs> summary of the Jake uh, St. Patrick versus uh, Powerhouse I was a little, Hobbs. I was a little bummed this was the main event because I, <laughs> I, I basically knew how this match was going to turn out. It was very predictable. Yeah, Hook, Hook <laughs> did a Tazplex. Uh, Honestly, I think Hook did as much damage that, than, you know, to this guy than Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah Hobbs barely did, did anything. The, the Tazplex, um, <laughs> Powerhouse with the Spine Buster, and a Pump Handle Driver. Yeah, and by the, the way, Hook... I'm sorry to say this, Jake, St. Patrick, sir, but Hook, you it was not necessary for you to get involved. Powerhouse completely could have won on his own. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we're, wow. I, I feel like we're, yeah, we're definitely going way over time here. But real quick, do you have it, uh, your top spot of the night? Uh, I, yes, I do. I remember. It was actually the... <clears throat> Forget storyline. I want to see the spots. You know what? This actually, this one actually might surprise you a bit, but uh, Santana and Ortiz is uh, assistant Dead Valley driver. Like the the way they won that their match against the Risen and Mike Verna, because 
I haven't seen it in a while. Because remember, I, I can't watch Dynamite because I don't have the channel. So uh, I was like, I mean, I remember them doing it before, but it was like a long time ago. So that was like a pretty good. I, I, I just like that move a lot. I completely get it, man. Uh, that's a. Can't fault you for that, man. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh. That 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 is a one of the top spots of the night. Uh, yeah, like my 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 second and final top spot of uh, spot of night was actually um, Ray Phoenix. Like when he misses his moon assault, but anticipates it into with a fire thunder driver. You you bastard! Yeah. That was my top spot yeah, no, of the night. Yeah, no, we both has the same no, top no, spot. No, it's too late for that. It's too late. Feelings are hurt. Oh, okay. You'll get over it. No, I won't broken i'm broken you'll forgive me ah uh, yes okay so i i'll that's okay I'll, I'll change i'll change it up all right i i kind of wanted to go with the best in looking over my notes i kind of wanted to go over the best melter ever right you can't go wrong with that but i want to give our South American sister some love and I'm gonna go with that submission move that full Nelson with a bridge basically doing a full Nelson with the legs in a bridge I'll, I'll give that top spot tonight Ty Conti continuing to impress me so top spots we got that over with now a taunt of the night do you have anything for me a taunt it, okay, it was a butcher's um Stomps? Oh, yeah, stomps. Okay. You can't go wrong with that, man. You can't go wrong with the stomps. Wait, it was the butcher, right? Not the blade? It's the butcher. Okay, okay. Butcher, butcher, butcher. Uh, I'll go with negative one taking off his shirt and throwing it into the camera. What? What's that? What was that? Sick is what it is. And um, line of the night. Now, this is, uh, this is a little more tough. But uh, give it to me. Well, actually, I actually had mentioned it before um, in passing when, because um, I had one line, line of the night, favorite line of the night when Negative One said, uh, no, I'm the leader of the Dark Order. You, you, you know what? I, I so want to do that. Thank you for giving him that so I can show someone else some love. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So I, it was too hard to not pick that one. So, but my boy here got it. He, he, got, ne he got Negative One, that credit. I'm gonna give mine to Taz when Excalibur uh, <laughs> tells him Powerhouse Hobbs wins the main event, and he's like, well, "Yeah, so uh, no, uh, you know, it's uh, Team Taz is um, doing working efficiently." He said something like, "They're working efficiently," you know, as if they're you know not working by the hour, right? <laughs> and Taz is like, "Yo, that's what Team Taz does. We whoop, we whoop that ass and get out." <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good one, Taz. Taz gets my top line of the night. So um, that does it. You know, we've uh, had a long day here at the Real Lucha Studios. And yeah. So that, uh, anything you want to end it with? Uh, AW Dark, please give us some more El Australiano. <laughs> you're not getting enough? Is that what you're saying? We, have, we didn't get them this week for this episode. So we need I need to see him at least once a week. Whether it's on this or dynamite. And unfortunately it looks like he's not gonna be on dynamite anytime soon, so please bring him back to dark. 
El Australiano versus Jack Evans. Oh, Make I that know. happen. Yes. I bet you I bet you they've wrestled before. Both like uh kind of residing in Mexico, I think. I, I'd pay pay-per-view to watch that. <laughs> you see that? We just want it on dark. Alright, well, we'll throw out two sweets, Keith. And have a good night. Peace. Lucha! Lucha.